Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America. And, and the, re, re, the recalibration. This has been the President of the United States of America. May God have mercy on our souls. Stu does America. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for our special State of Union coverage. I'll have more details on this coming up. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video right now. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Do all the things. We always appreciate it so much. And it helps spread the word on the show. Alex Stein is going to be here. He's going to talk about his new show and also our plans for tomorrow's uh, big Biden speech. Is AI a threat to capitalism? One bigwig CEO says that, and we'll look at that claim. But we start by doing Biden's failed state of the union. Yes, Joe Biden is here. He's your president. I don't know if you knew that or not. And despite the fact that, like, I think most conservatives have been on this bandwagon from the beginning, that there's no way this guy's going to run in 2024. There's no way. I've been, I think, one of the few people saying, I think he will. And, of course, health is always a concern. You never know when a scandal's, new scandal is going to break out. But to me... When the most powerful guy in the world, which unfortunately Joe Biden still is, says he really, really wants something and has dedicated his entire life to having a certain power, he doesn't give it up that often. I mean, it's hard to convince a guy like him to leave office. And frankly, if he runs, the the likely outcome of that is he's going to win the nomination no matter who goes up against him. That's just the way these things work in politics. We will see if that winds up playing out or not. And we're seeing a total change in tone now from the uh, previous midterm elections. We're now seeing Biden or bust. Democratic insiders are all in for Biden 2024. Now, that's good news. If you happen to be a conservative and you don't want Joe Biden to be president, you don't want any Democrat to be president, Joe Biden is eminently beatable. Anyone should beat him that goes up against him. And, you know, the problem with Biden's presidency so far has largely been a problem where he's just been too good for people to understand how good he's been. That's the big thing. He can't quite communicate how wonderful his presidency has been to, you know, stupid people like you who apparently uh, either are racist or homophobic or transphobic or phobic phobic. Whichever one you are, you're not able to understand the brilliance of Joe Biden. And we got that confirmation of that from Pete Buttigieg. He's got a lot of things to tell. Why do you think that it has not penetrated the American public? Well, these things don't sell themselves, and it's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to that that State of the Union address. Uh, I will say that there have been so many accomplishments Mm. under this administration. It can be difficult to list them in a distilled way. Yes, that's it. It's the distillation process. It's not that he's been a terrible president and everyone's noticed. It's that he's been such a good president that so many things are overwhelming him. He can't distill it to uh, peasants like you. I mean, if you guys were just a little smarter, maybe you'd understand how good he is. But no, you can't understand it because he can't quite distill it properly. That's not his problem. That is, of course, your problem. That's the way this works. Now, the Washington Post, ABC, uh, did some polling. And what they found is they don't really agree with uh, Mayor Pete's uh, little analysis of this. Americans not feeling impact of Biden's agenda from the post-ABC poll. And I will say, um, pretty significantly bad on this one. Uh, He's not coming. Let me just give you a couple quick highlights while we're here. Um, Most Americans say Biden has accomplished not very much or little or nothing during his time in office. Yes, 62% of voters say he's accomplished not much, little 
or nothing. Uh, Democrats, almost a quarter of them even agree with this analysis. They 22% say he's accomplished not much, little or nothing. Uh, Republicans, of course, 93 to 7 say he's accomplished nothing. You'd expect that. But independents, apparently not getting the Pete Buttigieg distilling down either. 66% say he's accomplished not much, little or nothing, as opposed to 32% who say he's accomplished a great deal or a good amount. Now, what about infrastructure? This has been a big pitch from Biden from the very beginning. He got this bipartisan thing done. He's always the guy that's building the bridges. He's a big train guy. He loves the roads. You know, that's, that's a lunchbox, Joe. That's who this guy is, right? Well, do you think Joe Biden has made progress in the following areas? Creating more good jobs in your community? No, 60 to 34. Improving roads and bridges in your community? No, 60 to 32. Lowering prescription drug costs? No, 47 to 30. Making electric vehicles more affordable? No, 56 to 26. So not a lot of good news coming out from this particular uh, administration at the moment and the polling on him. So he's going to try to turn this around during the State of the Union address. This is what presidents like to do. They got out and everyone claps for them and, and says, oh, what a good job you're doing. At least half the room is up there applauding for minutes at a time with all your accomplishments. They will spin all of the bad things into good things as much as possible. Um, WAPO also has a, uh, excuse me, it's, uh, here we go, The Hill. Uh, five things Biden is likely to say and not say in the State of the Union. So what's he going to mention? The debt limit. He's going to blame that on Republicans, despite the fact that it's just as much a situation for Democrats. And, of course, they're more responsible for the actual debt. If police reform, he's going to say police officers are very racisty, racist people who are constantly racisting themselves into mass shootings. Uh, and, of course, the police are the bad guys, the criminals, usually the good guys in this scenario. Ukraine, he's going to say we need even more money for Ukraine. It's funny because Ukraine, I think, is a... Uh, a very risky uh, situation. That's not one that I have any confidence they're going to handle well. I don't think they're handling it well as is. And with all that being said, it's still one of the most popular parts of the Biden agenda. They're going to talk about it because they have wide support on this. Even about even over 50% of Republicans still support funding Ukraine, even though I don't think it feels like that on the conservative side of the arg- uh, uh, aisle right now. But like when Ukraine, which I think has been pretty obviously a bad situation, I mean, it wasn't a, you know, uh, it's hard to make a situation like that positive, mind you. But, like, I don't think he's handled it particularly well. He, you know, clearly screwed it up at the, at the beginning. It's, he's been a foreign policy disaster, but he's going to talk about that. The economy is going to talk about the 517,000 jobs and ignore the fact that his administration is trying to slow that growth and is failing at it. Uh, immigration, uh, he's going to talk about the border and try to get some big uh, amnesty bill passed. That's obviously going nowhere with the Republicans having the House. Uh, But the border is one of the least popular parts of his agenda, even less popular than his Afghanistan response, if you believe that. Uh, What he won't say, he won't talk about the classified document scandal, the Hunter Biden investigations, Trump and other GOP leaders. I don't know. He might he might mention uh, Trump. He he likes to say the former administration, Uh, Trump and the DOJ investigation probably will stay away from that because, you know, he seems to be as or more guilty uh, than Trump is. So eh, just keep that in the background for now. Stephen Moore has a list in the New York Post of the six lies Biden will tell in his State of the Union. And I think he's right on these. Biden has reduced the budget deficit by $1.4 trillion. Uh, that's just not, uh, not accurate. Um, Biden inherited a, an economy in freefall. We all know that's ridiculous. It was obviously a COVID situation, which was a short-term, um, you know, uh, real explosion in the economy. But 
you know, that came and should have went a lot faster than it did. Uh, see uh, Joe Biden for that. Inflation was high when Biden entered office. That's, of course, not true at all. Biden w- has brought down gas prices. He's only brought them down from his own failure. It's like, I threw 12 interceptions last week, but I only threw 10 la- uh, the next week. Uh, therefore, I'm a good quarterback. That's not how this works, but he'll try it anyway. Uh, Biden is going all- doing all he can to secure the border. We obviously know that's not true. And Biden is increasing domestic oil and gas production. And I, I would add, um, of course, that's not accurate either. I would add, though, um, he will probably also talk about curing cancer. And you can always check the website hasjoebidencuredcancer.com to find out if he's cured cancer yet. So far, cancer still exists, just to let you know. Okay, um, so what are we going to get out of the State of the Union? Well, I can tell you what we're going to get on Blaze TV. It's going to be a lot of freaking fun. We're going to have a great uh, show for you tomorrow night. I'm going to be hosting the program. It's going to be a couple hours long. We're going to start out with a, right when this show normally airs. We'll be in network coverage. For this election, we'll have Glenn Beck on talking about what to expect. Uh, But we're going to kind of also just have a lot of fun and uh, just go after the president and make fun of him uh, really without limits. State of the Union roast, we're calling it. It's tomorrow night. I'm going to be there. Chad Prather is going to be there. Alex Stein is going to be there. Sarah Gonzalez is going to be there. Glenn Beck as well. It's going to be a great show. And like I, we kind of we're talking about how to cover this. And I just feel like conservatives, there's nothing Joe Biden can say that's of interest, right? He's going to propose a lot of really unconstitutional things. All these terrible ideas will come out of this. And we're going to have the whole speech for you. We're not going to just abandon it. You'll be able to hear what he's saying. We're just going to constantly make fun of him and correct him in real time as we go through it. Because I don't think anybody believes we're getting anything from Joe Biden here. So why not have fun, screw around, and bust on Biden the entire time? We'll have some fun games for you to play along with. We've got some of the worst moments from the first couple of years of Biden we're going to show you as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join us tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew. You can save uh, 10 bucks off your subscription. I think it's going to be on YouTube as well, so check it out there. And maybe we'll do a little post coverage as well on uh, the YouTube channel for uh, this show. So check all that out. And I do think that one thing we should note before we go into the speech is that it shouldn't be happening. We should not be bothered with this night every year. This night sucks. This is why we're making fun of it. Because the State of the Union sucks. It's a terrible night. No one likes it. We all sort of feel like it's our civic duty to watch it so at least we can make fun of it the next day. But, like, honestly, like, it shouldn't happen anymore. Uh, and I hear, you know, very rarely am I going to say, hey, look at that Washington Post op-ed. It's great. This one is. Please, Biden, do us all a favor. Skip the State of the Union speech. You know, we all kind of go through this ridiculous spectacle every year where Biden says something and Democrats all stand up and Republicans sit down and they say like this. And, and then, you know, everyone cheers for minute hours on end and it goes on and on and on and on. Nothing. Uh, I mean, there was a time where like new proposals were unleashed and you'd learn something new about the direction of the administration. That's long gone. This is just a, a show. It's a, it's a dog and pony show to try to turn things around in a failing administration. We all understand that at this point, but it's important to remember it wasn't always like this. And I'm not talking about, hey, remember those Ronald Reagan State of the Unions? Sure, they were better in content, but still the idea was bad. They should have been stopped then, too. Why? We need to make the State of the Union a letter again. If we're going to make America great again, we need to make the State of the Union a letter again. That's how it used to be. Let me give you some, uh, some of the history on this. A misconception found even in some academic literature is that the State of the Union is a spoken message presented to a joint session of Congress. With a few exceptions, this has been true in the modern era, starting around 1933. However, beginning with Jefferson's first State of the Union in 1801 and last, lasting until 
William Howard Taft in his final message in 1912, the State of the Union was was a written and often lengthy report sent to Congress to coincide with a new session of Congress. Here's the great thing about that. Most people aren't going to read that. You're supposed to give an update to Congress. Hey, what's going on with the administration? What's going on with the presidency? You write them a quick letter, jot down a few things you're thinking about, and then move on. And it doesn't ruin our lives. There's no reason the State of the Union has to ruin our lives for one night. Now, I hope to make it worth it for you tomorrow. I hope we can at least come out here and make it fun. But there's a reason we're mocking it instead of taking it seriously, because it is meaningless. It's a meaningless, terrible night that we all hate. Federalists Washington and Adams had personally addressed the Congress, but Jefferson stopped that practice. Some believe he thought the practice of appearing before the representatives of the people was too similar to the British monarch's practice of addressing each new parliament. Jefferson suggested the process was a waste of time. Some believe Jefferson was not comfortable with public oratory. Might be true, but you know what? It saved America a night. They didn't have to deal with it. They didn't have to listen to it. And of course, this is before TV. It's before all the social media stuff where now you get all these clips. At least then you could ignore it. Now it's very hard. Jefferson's practice changed in 1913 with who? Who do you think? Woodrow Wilson. Wilson started that president, uh, started that, the president, stated that the presidency was more than an impersonal situation. An active and visible presidential leadership was needed by both people in Congress. As an expression of this philosophy, Wilson delivered spoken messages to Congress citing the authority of the Constitution. Now, I think the Constitution allows you to do this. You can give it in spoken form as well as written form. But we don't need you to say it. We don't need you to say your predetermined, nonsensical speech that everyone know, gets in advance and, and knows when they're standing up and when they're sitting down. It's just silly. Now, this is, the, this is the charming Woodrow Wilson for you. In an attempt to break the ice, Wilson unloaded the following sentence. I'm very glad to have this opportunity to address the two houses directly and to verify for myself the impression that the president of the United States is a person. Get it? Not a mere department of our government hailing Congress from some isolated island of jealous power, sending messages, not speaking naturally and with his own voice, that he's a human being trying to cooperate with other human beings in a common service. He could have given that speech in a romantic comedy. It's so pathetic. Woodrow Wilson, by the way, also sucks. You should know that. If you don't know that by now, you probably have a membership to the wrong digital network. So what are we going to expect from the State of the Union? I really think, first of all, it's going to be really bad. We're going to hate it. It's only going to be fun here in Blaze TV because we're going to mock it the entire time incessantly. That's the only way you can watch a State of the Union. We're going to do it Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. It's going to be a blast. You're going to love the coverage here on Blaze TV. But the speech shouldn't even be happening. I will be happy when we can cancel our coverage on Blaze TV and say, you know what, it's just a letter this time. We'll talk about it tomorrow maybe if there's anything interesting inside. That's how this should be. And I understand, going back to a letter is a little controversial at this point. Modern technology's out there. Everyone wants to see and hear everything. Fine. Just put, put what's the limit on TikTok? A minute? Throw it on TikTok. TikTok, do like a minute of, uh, of you know, State of the Union blather. Get it out there. It'll save you the step from leaking it to the Chinese Communist government because it'll go right to them. So that'll be great. And then we'll all be done. We'll all be done with it. At this point, honestly, we should just have ChatGPT write it. Let's just have ChatGPT write the State of the Union, and then we'll have Siri say it, 
And then we'll then we will just be jumping into the future. We can go into the future where Joe Biden is still president, but fully automated. That's our future, America. We should get used to it right now. And we should all join Blaze TV because tomorrow night's going to be a lot of fun. BlazeTV.com slash stew. The promo code is stew. Or check it out on the YouTube page for Blaze TV. A great panel. Myself, Chad Prather, Alex Stein, Sarah Gonzalez, Glenn Beck. Going to be a great time tomorrow making fun of Joe Biden for the State of the Union coverage starting tomorrow night. 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. If you're anything like me, you have a certain tendency to put things off until the very last minute. I don't even have Super Bowl tickets yet. I'm leaving Thursday. I don't even have tickets yet. This is what you do. I'm at the point where I'm, you don't, I don't even get panicked anymore by this. Now, if you are waiting a little too long, the one thing you can really not afford to wait on is setting up term coverage life insurance. You've probably seen life insurance com- uh, commercials on TV and thought, you know, I'll look into that later. I'll get to it eventually. You know it's important, but you're never going to do it. Well, this isn't something you can really wait on. Life insurance is important. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? So choose life insurance through Ladder today. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, just answer a few questions about your health in an application. Get a few minutes, uh, phone, phone or laptop to apply. Ladder smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out if you're instantly approved. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime and get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. It's a great deal. Ladder policies are insured with, uh, by insurers that have long proven histories of paying claims. They're not fly-by-night people. They uh, are rated A and A-plus by AM Best. So go to ladderlife.com slash stew today. See if you're instantly approved. L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash stew. This is an important thing. Knock it off your to-do list. Ladderlife.com slash stew. Go birds. It's a big week. And yes, the man of the hour is here. Alex Stein, host of the upcoming Primetime with Alex Stein. It's premiering this week on Blaze TV and YouTube. This, this Wednesday, February 8th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Huge week for you, Alex. Congratulations. Well, well, I really appreciate that. But you're saying my week is big, and I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and act like it's not. It is. I'm stressed. I want the show to be good. But your week is even better. You're going to the Super yeah. Bowl oh, yeah. <laughs> to see the Eagles. We just talked about this, and I had known that you go to the Super Bowl. I just didn't put two and two together. I just cannot believe you're about to go to Arizona and watch the Eagles and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I'm blown yeah. away. We'll know whose week was better on, like, Sunday night. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. If they lose, it will be torture. <laughs> Well, this is what I said. I came here on your show and I talked about how I lost faith in the Cowboys because I went and I flew to California when they lost to the Rams in like 2017 or 2018. And I remember I felt so dejected because the, you know, the tickets were nearly 500 bucks and you had to fly there, this sure. and that. And the Cowboys were, had a great team that year. Yeah. That was like the year where Dak was so magical and of course they just crapped the bed. But... <laughs> My point is, it's a tough plane ride home. Are you nervous about that plane ride? Yeah. Well, the first Super Bowl <laughs> I went to was the Eagles-Patriots in 2014. Oh, the Terrell Owens game. That was an awesome he game. Was incredible in that yeah. game. Coming back from an injury and uh, the, the Eagles deciding not to go no huddle down two scores with like two minutes left in the game. And I'll with never Donovan McNabb's it. throwing up they, in that uh, game. That yeah, was very – you know they say because he was partying so much. They say that. It's not unconfirmed that he threw up. Un- I will <laughs> say uh, he was going way too slow yeah. and he did throw too many interceptions and they really should have won that game too. That's a whole other thing. But I had to ride home with all the Patriots fans, and it was funny because and the Eagles fans, all we wanted was this win. right? Like yeah, we Never won a Super Bowl never yet. Never won a yeah. Super Bowl. It was torture. It's what we wanted so badly. The Patriots 
they, they barely even cared. They were like, you know, good job. You guys did well today. That was their reaction. It was very demeaning, but uh, I understand they won every year. Well, I have a big week. I think you have an equally almost as big week uh, just because that experience is so rare for your favorite team to be there. So I'm, I'm even a little jealous of you. Very cool. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. And we're very excited for the show. Uh, another big week this week is for uh, President Joe Biden, who's oh. got a State of the Union address coming up tomorrow night. Um, and we're going to be doing a live coverage. You're going to be part of that coverage yes, right am. here. The State of the Union roast right here on Blaze TV. Myself, Glenn Beck, Alex Stein, Sarah Gonzalez, Chad Prather. going to be great. Well, is, this is the problem. It is going to be okay. We're going to see Sleepy Joe probably stumble over some words or, you know, <laughs> talk about how great things are. You know, I, really everybody's, you know, swimming in debt. But what I'm worried about or what's sad is, that, you know, McCarthy's not going to do anything like Nancy Pelosi rip any, you know, anything up. Oh, There's no. going to be no drama. No drama. That's what I'm saying. I want the drama. I'm yeah. a drama queen, yeah. too. I want them like <laughs> ripping paper. I loved when she, when Nancy Pelosi ripped that paper all catty like that. I just, it just kind of shows you it's all about disdain. It's not about America. It's not about coming together. Right. It's literally about like, we just had to listen to Donald Trump for an hour rip, like just to show you how much she hates him. And that's the problem. I think you would probably agree and all, you know, politicians they don't really care. You know, like they, they, they get in power, but really once they get in power, I think they just worry about keeping that power instead of actually using it to help the American people. Well, yeah, you see this with the debt ceiling talk, right? They, yeah. They're going back and forth on the debt ceiling. They're saying, well, the Republicans want to negotiate and, they, and they're just holding uh, America hostage. Well, if it's this important, why don't they then give in and negotiate? What's their, why is the Democrats, why do the Democrats have this political line that's respected, but the Republicans can't have one? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of rules for thee, but not for me type situation. But this is the other thing is, is we do have enough money, uh, but we have a misallocation of funds. I mean, yeah. I believe our defense budget is $1.7 trillion. We've given $120 billion to the Ukraine, I believe, is what the latest total is. It's like, we have the funds to actually help the American citizens, but instead they care more about using those resources to help out the illegal immigrants that are flowing through the border or just other people, yeah. you know, more about fighting a war in Ukraine than helping out American citizens. Yeah, does that, I mean, so the, the poll came out on Biden uh, earlier today and it was 60% uh, of Americans think he's done little or nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like 60%. Yeah. This is not a guy who people are looking at and saying, oh, this is a juggernaut. How are we going to beat him? He should be very beatable for almost any Republican. The question is, are you surprised at all that people view Biden that negatively or maybe not? No, not, not at all. You know this and everybody knows this that's watching this. Even the liberals that are in my, you know, chirping at me and stuff, they know Joe Biden is a puppet. Everybody knows mm -hmm. that, whether it's like, you know, Hillary or Obama, whoever's in charge of the DNC. I think people are pretty sure that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden aren't sitting there making the decisions that they're being told what to do. So that's probably a reason why his you know, presidency is such a failure is the fact that, I mean, if he was making the decisions himself, maybe it could possibly be worse. But just the sheer <laughs> fact is it's meant to be bad. I believe his presidency is meant to be bad right now. How do you think he did with the uh, the Chinese spy balloon situation? Oh. How did Joe perform in that one? Can you imagine, you know, not immediately shooting that down? And the, just the fact is we have balloons, we have, you know, spy balloons, this and that. It just, it opens up Pandora's box, but we cannot get in a war with China because economically we are just so dependent on them. So I understand, you know, I want to give Joe Biden like a little bit of credit. Be like, I mm. get it. You want to have some sort of political, geopolitical d diplomacy. I get that. But 
Come on, that balloon could be filming me while I'm in the shower, Joe. I don't want that. Shoot that <laughs> thing down. I don't know what it's got cameras on it. No, I do not want any Chinese spy satellites in our airspace. And this other thing is the balloon is supposed to fly at 100,000 feet. I believe it came down into like in the 40,000 or something. Mm-hmm. That's near where planes fly. So yeah. I don't, yeah, that just seems like a hazard. As a person that flies a lot, I don't want big Chinese weather balloons in my <laughs> flight path of my Southwest Airlines flight. Is that too much to ask for, Joe? I will say there was some sp- suspicion among our audience of you uh, with this situation. Uh, this comes in from the big guy. He says, what does Alex know and when did he know it? Spy balloon, pimp on a blimp, coincidence? I think not. That's what I'm saying. And my show is about to launch and my, st- <laughs> my set is a blimp. So it's like, what are the chances? I, I'm in the news as the blimp guy. China's in the news mm-hmm. with their spy blimp. It's just the perfect cohesion of blimp and primetime and pimping. And this should be a big week. And Stu, I just want to thank you. You've always been so supportive by including me in the power hours. Everybody here at The Blaze has been so incredibly nice. And, and this is another thing is, you know, I know people like want to criticize and this and that. For any digital media company, you can sure. talk about this drama. But I'm telling you, every single person here at The Blaze, and I'm not kissing butt or derriere or whatever, has said, be as wild, free speech. Everybody here is pumping up free speech. So for the people that think, oh, Alex, now that you're on the blaze, things are going to get you know, turned down. No, things are going to get turned up. <laughs> I can't believe that. I would have been surprised. I thought maybe I would have to tone it down. But no, everybody I've talked to, all the great people at the blaze said, no, I think it's time to turn things up. So be on the lookout. I didn't know there was a turning up. For I know, I, I, thought, I know, that's what they said. Yeah. Tell her, I'm like, oh, you know, if I need to do this, she's like, no, I think you need to crank things up. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. th- so they are very, very supportive. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for You're that. turning up to an 11. You're yeah, well, that's, in, that's Spinal Tap is yes. the best yes. movie yes. ever. Yes. See, that's Stu great. and I really secretly were besties because we like all the same stuff. We like football, different teams, but I think we like all this, a, little, a lot of the same uh, movies and television the, shows. The random comedy stuff that we both watched yeah. over the years has been funny. It's, it, there's a lot there. So I, so I was thinking about the State of the Union thing and, and, mm-hmm. and what you're doing. To me, the ultimate, the ultimate end game for you, what do you do? You go and you go in front of these like big, uh, you know, conferences, these uh, town hall meetings, whatever it is, and you you do your thing. And you, the ultimate <laughs> like one <an> idiot. <laughs> is you walking out early for the State of the Union and starting the State of the Union <laughs> somehow. You need to, you get the guy with the horns to let you in the building. Yeah, of course. And the then non shaman. Yeah, yeah, you, you he, he was going to decertify the elections. So right. Let's, yeah. Right. You get in there, you lead it off. I mean, this is didn't Breitbart do this a million years ago when there was a big press conference? I think it was maybe like Anthony Weiner or something. He came out and he just started the press conference. Like yeah, it was just, for him. That, yeah, that was. You I wish they would let me in the building, but you know, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but they even put up huge fences today. Oh, really? Uh, so Capitol. they are doing that again? Oh, yeah. Quadruple Full uh, lockdown. level surgery. I mean, uh, level security. I don't know why I said surgery, but whatever. And this is the other thing is all of these politicians, they they wanted the instruction. They, they would love, if you look at these gates, they would love for people to try to knock down the gates. This is the best reason not to do it. Exactly right. Like, right. It, don't do it because they want you to they do it. They want you to do it. Look, at, look what AOC is doing with with, the, with her shtick. Every, oh, I'm always being, everyone's always trying to kill me. And I <laughs> like all of these claims. And it's like, I, will you stop it? None of them believe this crap. No, and, and that's what I, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm a know-it-all because I'm very dumb, but that's, that's the thing with January 6th, is that's why I knew it was a bad deal. They wanted people to almost insurrect, hmm. run up there, I feel like, because it makes them, the, this is the problem with the left, or at least the politicians, everybody wants to be a victim. We shouldn't be a victim, Stu, we gotta yeah. be freaking champions. So it just shows you, I think there's fences, it's just kind of a metaphor, it's like, even though we're these big politicians, everybody hates us and feels sorry for us, and we need to be protected when... If they would just treat us better, I think the American people would treat the politicians better. There is a pathetic element of of the of people who, like everyone's, I think, come to this point where victimization is the goal, 
right? Yes. Certainly we all know about it on the left, but I think it's on the right, too. I, For sure. I think the right does this a lot. And, and not even, let's just even go further than the right into crazy town. I always think about, like, white supremacists, right? <laughs> white supremacists now, what are they always in the news for? For replacement theory, right? Yes. And this idea that, like, all these other races are coming to replace us and take our jobs. Victim Back in the day, they used to be supremacists. Like, we yeah. are supreme, and even they have become so pathetic, they're now whining about other people taking their jobs. No, I, I, that's like the <laughs> huge problem of society. Everybody wants to be a victim. And this yeah. is a clue, or this is just a obvious feel. Everybody has a reason that they could be a victim. Everybody has had something bad happen to them, I believe. I hope not. I hope not terribly traumatic. But everybody has an excuse to be a victim, I believe. But excuses are like b-holes. Everybody's got one and they all stink. So... Do not be a victim. No. That's my only Don't advice. Do, that. do not be a victim. So what are we to expect from your program? Like, what what, what are we going to get? Are we going to get some of the stuff you're doing out on the street? Are you going to be in the studio? What well, are we well, going to that, That's here? the thing is that the show has to be a mix of, I can't just be, you know, Prime Jam 99 just stuck in the studio. I have to go out and do the man on the street. But in a sim- similar way, it's going to be kind of like a bizarro world, like my biological father, Tucker Carlson show. <laughs> because I'll have Zoom guests on. I'll also have in-studio guests, which he doesn't do. So that's a little different. But, um... It'll be an hour-long show, and it'll be quick interviews. Like, like my goal, Stu, is when I watch these shows, you know, an hour-long show doesn't necessarily go viral, but I want to get these politicians and get these, you know, influencer-type internet celebrities sure. on my show. Yeah. And I want to ask them crazy questions. I want to ask them about, you know, what's going on. And hopefully those short segments can be the clips that go viral. So you know what I mean. I'm going to talk about all kinds of stuff. It's not necessarily going to be a political show. It's going to be more of an anti-political show, if that makes sense. All right, and that starts on Wednesday night. 6 p.m. Central. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. And listen, the show is going to be free on YouTube. There will be some stuff. If you go subscribe, blazetv.com slash primetime. If you use the code pimp on a blimp, you get $20 off. My guess is you designed the... No, I didn't. I think Ricky did. It was great. I don't know who did it, but that's a heck of a creativity (laughs) mindset. And that's other things we cannot live in fear. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, maybe this is a little too X-rated or something. The show's not going to be X-rated. If Mm -hmm. people actually watch my content, I really don't like to cuss or be, you know, I do talk about adult themes, of course, but mm-hmm. um, the show is not going to be a raunchy, butt-naked show, and I know you guys do want him to be naked on the show, but that is the one rule Glenn Beck said no nudity allowed. So, Oh, he did? Yeah, he said that's that. That's his one rule? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. his one rule on yeah. the show. He said no nudity allowed. Good. I, especially seeing <laughs> him. It's a good thing that he's he's banned that. Um, okay, so let's line out this week one more time. Okay. Tuesday night, State of the Union coverage. You're going to be here, along with Chad Prather, Sarah Gonzalez, and Glenn I think Beck. We, have, we have a secret, potential secret guest. Really? Yes, Gavin McInnes. Potentially Oh, that'll be cool. He might be stopping in. His, his plane gets in right before we start, so kind of we'll see if he'll be able to stop right. by. Macy Gavin as well, so it's yeah. going to be a big night. And mm-hmm. then the next night, the debut show, Alex Stein, Primetime uh, 99, on uh, Blaze TV and also on YouTube. 6 p.m. live. So, guys, oh, very cool. please you know, go in the chat, support. If you guys do Super Chats, we'll probably be reading them off. I don't know, the first couple episodes, we're going to get a rhythm of how we're going to do that, which Super Chats to read, but it, I want it to be interactive. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a big part of the community online is they want to be able to go to a place. Like, it's going to show's going to start Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, starting off three nights a week. Hopefully go to more, but more nights, but I just want to start off by having that community, that space on YouTube where people can speak freely and talk about whatever crazy things they want. And then the really important thing, Sunday, the Super Bowl. I know, I just can't <laughs> believe you. What's the spread real quick before we go? Uh, one it? and a half. I think it's Eagles by one and a half right now. What's your prediction? Wow. What do you think? I Honestly, I don't even want to say this. It makes me sick. I think the Eagles would probably win in a nail biter. You know? And I'm not even saying that to a kid. I don't because, care. Because, I don't care well, why you're saying why. it. This it's is fine. why, because the Eagles didn't have a chance at the beginning of the year. The Chiefs are always good. 
the, the NFC East was supposed to be the worst division, and they're going to yeah. have a chance. You know what I'm and saying? And they were the best division. Exactly. What a historically good division. And, and the Redskins, who lost, uh, they actually beat the Eagles. They beat the Eagles yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, they, they beat the Eagles, and they were like a decent team. They were around 500. So I mean, everybody, the whole division was really good. Everybody in the NFC East was good this year, so I, I just think the Eagles were tested. Yes. I think it'll I be close. This I don't mm-hmm. want And I, honestly, even though they're NFC East team, this is, and I don't like the Eagles. I can't believe I'm sick of saying this. <laughs> I would rather see Jalen Hurts with a Super Bowl trophy than Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes mm. and his little brother dancing with Oh, them. really? <laughs> they're the worst. Well, they're Texas people. You're supposed to like I, them. I don't care. They are the worst. <laughs> his Brittany and him, the way. They, did you see that one where they threw champagne on somebody because they were getting teased? No. You've never seen no, Brittany Mahomes? Oh, <laughs> Stu. I, I, I have saying, to watch this. I would be. I'm, you could be white trash, you could be crazy, and I'm going to love you. These people are just like jerks. They're, oh, wow. they're just lame. Well, I like the Chiefs. I like Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I normally hate the team they're playing. I kind of like the Chiefs, but not this week. Not this week. I'm, I, I, they're the enemy. And so. we didn't even get into the Jason, Travis, Kelsey thing. That's, There's so much. That's so going to be a fun that's game. That's awesome. It's going to be a fun game. All right. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun show uh, for Alex as well. Primetime with Alex Stein. It's premiering this Wednesday, February 8th, 7 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Blaze TV. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Check this show out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Alex, uh, see you tomorrow for the State of the Union. It's going to be a great time. Stay tuned. Well, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. They don't even negotiate about it. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, you can't do that. You don't get just put a new debt ceiling on and just start borrowing and printing more money. That's not going to work for you. So what can you do? Well, you can go with Birch Gold and diversify into gold. In times of uncertainty, instability, gold is king. It's dependable. It's been around forever. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert to an IRA or 401k into uh, an IRA in precious metals. Uh, What you need to do to check it out is text the word STU. That's my name. Stu to 989898. Stu to the number 989898. You can claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metals specialists. I mean, think about this. Our country has in a mountain of debt. It doesn't seem like they're ever going to dig themselves out of it. Right now, to pay it off, every single taxpayer would have to write a check for $247,000. I mean, even in Alex, Alex's pay category, he can't do that right now. We're not so. even close. <laughs> so protect yourself with gold today by texting Stu to 989898. They got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. You can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Stu to 989898 today for Birch Gold. If you've been watching this show or listening to it for a while on podcast, first of all, thank you. We do appreciate it. Uh, secondarily, I don't like TikTok very much. You may know that. Uh, you may know that I hate TikTok. And it's weird, like, most of the time, uh, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, and pretty much everyone around here, at least, hates the Eagles. But TikTok and being against TikTok seems to be, like, an actually popular view. I have, like, two of them. Uh, and TikTok sucks is apparently maybe one of the biggest ones. Anti-TikTok pressure is now bipartisan and mounting in Congress, says The Hill. Um, A lot of people are talking about that it is a backdoor to the Chinese Communist Party, that it's a terrible security threat, that's doing terrible things to our children. And all those things are 100% accurate. Uh, It's also funneling money to the Chinese government. All these things completely true. Um, The bigger issue to me, because I I definitely do agree with those criticisms of TikTok, but the bigger issue for me is that it's um, really annoying. I hate it. 
I don't want to see you lip sync anymore to things. Please stop. Just, yes, it's terrible for you. It's terrible for your family. It's terrible for your country. Yes, that's all true. It's also annoying. So stop doing it. Just delete it right now. We'll see if anything comes of this bipartisanship. Usually bipartisanship leads to terror. That's how every horror movie uh, begins, actually. It's some level of bipartisanship leads to, you know, Freddy Krueger and, and Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. I'm pretty sure bipartisanship started all of that. By the way, we're talking about uh, technology. Uh, the open AI thing is now the fastest adopted technology in history. And the open AI CEO says his tech is poised to break capitalism. Now, the way uh, this article is written is basically like, you know, uh, here, in, in perhaps uh, an attempt to head off bad press or at the very least convince people he's not the bad guy, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman has given Forbes an interview in which he claims that his for-profit company is ultimately going to bring about capitalism's downfall. That's the good guy? Again, like, I don't even understand. Capitalism has brought billions of people out of poverty. How you can think it's the big problem in our society is such a maniacal rewriting of history. It's almost impossible to comprehend. And it's written, these things are just written in a way, like everything that's good in our, in our society right now is just written in a way that every, it's just like, oh, we all know this is bad. Capitalism, we all know this is bad. And like they just treat it like it's this terrible thing. Well, um, that's not really what Sam Altman is saying. He's saying, look, it's the best system we've come up with. Uh, the world has ever seen. He says, I think capitalism is awesome. I love capitalism. Of all the bad systems the world has, it's the best one, or at least the, the least bad one we've found so far. I hope we find a way better one. I think if AGI, which is, uh, what uh, uh, I can't think of the stupid, it's artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence. Um, if that truly happens, I can imagine all these ways that it breaks capitalism. I don't look at that as a, as a positive. I do not look at that as a positive, but I will say, it is going to change our lives, and it is already changing our lives. I guarantee, without knowing it, you've written or you've read things that were written by ChatGPT, and ChatGPT is the very—it's the very early stages of a baby version of this technology. Um, they can do, now do video, they can now do voice, and we're still at that point where there's this uncanny valley. We can kind of detect it. It doesn't exactly seem right, but there's a new uh, company out there, um, and they—it's called Eleven Labs, and they—they they are doing voice AI stuff. And uh, this guy, Ethan Mollick, tweeted this. He said, this took only a few minutes to make, and it's less discussed than ChatGPT, but AI voice generation has gotten very good very fast. In addition to reading with emotion, it can clone the voice of almost anyone accurately. You can't trust what you hear. This is going to be a massive problem. Even when we can trust what we hear, conspiracy theories are everywhere. The left, AOC still believes what AOC believes. How are you going to do this when Voices are impossible to determine who's saying things that are real and who's saying things that are false. Let me give you an example of this. As he tweeted this, this is uh, the speech at the United Nations by Leonardo DiCaprio. It starts with Leonardo DiCaprio's real voice, and then all the other voices are celebrity AI generations. Watch and listen to this. I stand before you not as an expert, but as a concerned citizen. One of the 400,000 people who marched in the streets of New York on Sunday. And the billions of others around the world who want to solve our climate crisis. As an actor, I pretend for a living. I play fictitious characters, often solving fictitious problems. I believe that mankind has looked at climate change in that same way, as if it were a fiction. As if pretending that climate change wasn't real. 
would somehow make it go away. But I think we all know better than that now. Everybody from Bill Gates to Kim Kardashian, all in a row, uh, difficult to detect. I mean, you might be able to hear a little bit of the warbly stuff in there as they're, as they're finalizing this, but this has happened really, really quickly. Very soon, you're not going to believe what you can read, you're not going to believe what you can see, and you're not going to believe what you can hear. We've sort of been brainwashed into believing the only way to grow our money in retirement is to risk it. I mean, we, we all got to bet on companies. We're not really sure about how they're working. And, and that can be really intimidating, especially with a macro economy that even if you pick the right stocks and you say, hey, I found a great company, it doesn't even matter half the time because the government starts printing money. There's a recession. Who knows? Well, you can reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risks with Bank on Yourself. It's a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. It's a retirement plan alternative and has never had a losing year in over 160 years. They provide guaranteed, predictable growth in retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Both your principal and growth are locked in. This is tax-free retirement income. You're in control of it. You get access to it for any purpose, no questions asked, and without the government penalties or restrictions on how much you can take or when you can take it. You can get a free report with all the details on how the bank on your self-strategy adds, guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan. Go to bankonyourself.com slash stew, bankonyourself.com slash stew. Understand this, do your own homework, and understand this new kind of opportunity that most people don't know anything about. It's bankonyourself.com slash stew. And finally, new rule. If you're part of today's woke revolution, you need to study the part of revolutions where they spin out of control because the revolutionaries get so drunk on their own purifying elixir, they imagine they can reinvent the very nature of human beings. Yes. Yes. Communists, communists thought selfishness, selfishness could be cast out of human nature. Russian revolutionaries spoke of the new Soviet man who wasn't motivated by self-interest, but instead wanted to be part of a collective. No, it turns out he wanted to be on a yacht in a Gucci tracksuit holding a vodka and a prostitute. <laughs> Not standing in line all day for a potato. <laughs> The problem with communism and with some very recent ideologies here at home is that they think you can change reality by screaming at it, that you can bend human nature by holding your breath. But that's the difference between reality and your mommy. <laughs> Lincoln once said that you can repeal all past history, but you still cannot repeal human nature. But he's canceled now, so f*** him. <laughs> I mean... Look, Bill Maher is on fire with this stuff, and he's speaking to America. It's, it's really, I don't know how he survives this, honestly. I don't know. You're not allowed to do this, but he continues to do it. And now he's going to be on CNN, of all places, as well. By the way, we should also point out and push back against the sort of woke uh, nonsense. Dave Chappelle won a Grammy for the comedy special that got all the criticism on the transphobic stuff. Remember this from last year? You know, you think he was going to get canceled, and instead he's winning a Grammy for that performance. That's one year after the previous winner was Louis C.K. There's a very small swath of our society that's pushing back outwardly against 
the woke craziness. It's largely coming from the world of comedy. Thank God it's there. It's coming from comedy and conservatism. You don't see those things working together all the time, but it is happening right now, and it is really, really important. All right, tomorrow night we're going to be, I mean, we're, I guess it's technically we're getting preempted for ourselves. I'm going to be hosting the State of the Union coverage. It's going to be over on Blaze TV's YouTube channel, however, so uh, check it out over there. Uh, also, it's going to be on your Blaze TV subscription. If you happen to have one, blazetv.com slash stew. Promo code is stew. State of the Union coverage. It's myself, Chad Prather, Sarah Gonzalez, Alex Stein, Glenn Beck, all joining together to watch and laugh at Joe Biden as he attempts to bumble himself through the State of the Union. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join us 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. We'll see you then.